too much uncertainty can cause stress. Too much certainty can cause comfort. And everyone needs the right amount of stress and the right level of comfort. You can't have too much of one or the other. And you certainly shouldn't have one without the other. Both are needed, but just at different levels and just at different times. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you so, so much. Yes, I am talking to you, the person who is listening to this episode right now. I appreciate you so, so much. If you enjoy the podcast, if you get some value out of it, if you learn something new from it, then please, 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 if you could just hit the follow button, it will only take you a couple of seconds. And if you could just leave a review, it will only take you a couple of seconds. It means the world to me and the podcast. Thank you. Now, today I want to talk about lessons that I have found via doing a sauna session or rather multiple sauna sessions. So a bit of context, my morning routine at the moment is something along the lines of wake up at 5am, eat, get ready and then walk to the gym. So I'll be at the gym for six, which is when the gym opens. Then I'll work out for about an hour-ish and then I'll go straight from my workout into the sauna and I'll do 20 to 25 minutes in the sauna, 20 minutes minimum in the sauna. And then I'll go and shower, get ready and then go home and then start my workday. So that's more or less my morning routine at the moment. 5 a.m. wake up, 6 a.m. gym uh, for one hour-ish, 20 minutes sauna, cold shower, get ready, then back home to start the day fresh and pumped. It's very interesting that in the sauna, it's actually quite uncomfortable. And I say interesting because of the things that I've learned that I want to share with you today. There are five things that I want to share with you today that I have learned from the sauna. So I'm calling this episode Lessons from Sauna, five lessons from a sauna session. I don't know, something along those lines will sound nice. The first one, and I want to start here because it's important, is you've heard me say that I will stay in the sauna a minimum 20 minutes every day. Why do I do that? Why 20 minutes, Eric? Why so specific? There are studies out there that show that if you do sauna for 20 minutes, that you get basically all of the benefits that you could get from being in the sauna. So we're talking about blood flow circulation, recovery of your muscles, We're talking about all the good stuff. Your heart also benefits from it. You reduce uh, the risk of heart attack by 54% or something along those lines. Don't quote me on that percentage, but it's definitely like by a lot. 
And so there are endless benefits and it's been proven and studied that if you do it for 20 minutes, four to five times a week, that you are likely to maximize all the good stuff and all the benefits. So that's why I stay in the sauna for 20 minutes minimum. Now it is incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable and incredibly hot in the sauna. When you actually there, it is extremely hot and extremely uncomfortable. It is painful to say the least. So it's painful to be in there for one minute. Imagine being in there for 20 minutes. And there are so many times when I'm in those saunas sessions, that's why I call it sauna session, and I literally just want to leave. Like, I don't want to stay there 20 minutes. I want to leave. And I always make sure that I don't leave before it's 20 minutes. No matter how painful it is, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how I feel in that moment and what my mind is telling me to do. And trust me, my mind's telling me, Eric, let's go, let's go, let's go. But no matter how much of that comes through, there's this side of me that just wants to stick to my word. And I do it every single time. I do 20 minutes minimum. Not because I'm trying to prove a point to everyone else that's in the sauna. Not because I'm trying to compete with anyone else in the sauna. Not at all. It's nothing to do with that. It's only because I'm trying to prove a point to myself. And the point that I am trying to prove to myself is that I am who I say I am. And for me to prove to myself that I am who I say I am, I have to keep my promises to myself. I have to keep my word. So when I keep my word and I follow through with it, I am keeping promises to myself and I'm making sure, apologies if you can hear any background noise, some cars outside. Um, again, the pains of recording a podcast episode at home. What I was saying, when I follow my word and I stick to it and I keep those promises to myself, I am adding a vote towards the person who I am. And I am reassuring myself by sticking to my promises that I am who I say I am. So if I say I'm going to stay in the sauna for 20 minutes and only then I can leave and I do it, then I am reaffirming to myself that I am who I say I am. And that's really, really important. It's so important that you keep promises to yourself. If you say you're going to wake up at whatever time you said you were going to wake up, wake up at that time. Don't snooze the alarm. If you say you're going to do one hour of uninterrupted work, then you go and do one hour of uninterrupted work. You, you stay true to the things that you've said. Because what happens often in time is... When you say you're going to do something, but you don't do it, and that keeps happening over and over again, you are creating this self-story about yourself that says that you are not the person you say you are, because every time you say something, you don't stay true to it. 
I want to always remain true to myself or as close as I can be. So one step towards that is just staying true to my word. So if I said I'm going to stay there for 20 minutes, then I'll stay there for 20 minutes because I am who I say I am. And every day that I do the things that I say, that I said I was going to do, is another day where I add more value to who I am because I'm reaffirming that I am indeed who I say I am. So that's the first lesson here, is you keep promises to yourself. That's one lesson that the sauna has taught me or reminded me of rather. And the reason why it's reminded me of it is because it's very easy to do the things that you said you were going to do when there's no pain or discomfort associated to it. But it's so hard to stay true to the things that you said you were going to do when it's painful, when it's uncomfortable, when it doesn't feel good in the moment. That's when it's hard. And when it's the hardest and you still push through, you're just adding value to your self-story, that you are who you say you are. Lesson number two. As I sit through that discomfort, I have learned to better manage that discomfort. So I focus a lot more on my breathing as soon as I'm in the sauna. And I feel like a lot of us, we are wired to, as soon as we feel uncomfortable, we've got to leave the situation. And actually, your brain works in a way that it's always trying to protect you. Your brain is always trying to protect you and it's always ready for survival mode as soon as it feels some sort of pain or discomfort. So actually, a lot of the times when we sense discomfort or pain, your brain and your body will try and find ways out of that to get you back to comfort. That's just how, how we work and how we're wired as humans. So learning to sit through that discomfort has to be paramount to anything. Because when you learn to sit through the pain, I'm not saying you're going to necessarily enjoy it, but you'll definitely come out of it more resilient and with a better and stronger mindset because you managed a place of discomfort, a moment of pain. And I think that's really important for all of us that we learn how to sit through discomfort. And trust me, it's hard. And I think the harder part about all of this is that I'll go into the sauna and there will be people sometimes there, sometimes there won't be. Sometimes there's people that are already there when I get into the sauna and then those people will leave and then there's people that come after me and leave before me because I stay there for such a long time. It's, it's crazy because what tends to happen is I am constantly there whilst there's people entering and leaving. And when people are leaving, I'm there thinking, oh, I wish it was 20 minutes already so that I could just go and be comfortable again. But that urge, that temptation, and my ability to kind of sit through the discomfort and resist temptation is such an important key skill to have because it demonstrates that you have self-control. 
and self-discipline. And I feel like that's so crucial to life, which is there's going to be temptations in life. There's going to be urges and desires that you have. There's going to be a lot of things that you will go through in your life that will be classified in a lot of ways as distractions. So being able to make sure that you don't get distracted, being able to make sure that you have self-control and self-discipline and that you stick through to what you're going through, to the path that you're following, that's important. That is so, so, so important. Lesson number three here is shift your focus. It is very, very easy, and I said this in the last podcast, I believe, or was it two podcasts ago? I can't remember. But I said it, which was, it's very easy to find more of what you focus on. If you're constantly focused on negativity and the negatives of life, you are going to find more negatives. You're going to find more of it. I'll give you an example. I am very, very picky with my haircut and my beard. And so every time I go to the barbers, even though I know that he does a good job, after it finishes, I'm always there spending like a minute just, uh, yeah, I'm that guy who spend a minute checking that ma- to make sure everything is okay and the way that I, I like it and that I want it and in terms of my cut and my trim and my fade, I'm that guy that will spend literally like 60 seconds after to make sure because if I spot anything, then I need to tell him to fix it before I leave. And by the way, shout out to my barber. He's fantastic and phenomenal. Now, there's a lesson here, which is because I'm so focused and overly focused, it's okay to focus, but when you're overly focused, it can be detrimental because when you overly focus on something, you are likely to find more of it. So if I'm, if I'm constantly focused on trying to find the mistake or the thing that could have been done better with my haircut or with my beard, then of course, with, it, with time, I'm going to find more of it because I'm too focused on it. Again, it's okay to focus on it. It's okay to want to make sure that things are right. But I'm saying like, the more you focus on something, the more you find more of it. So if you focus on negativity, you're going to find more of it. If you focus on positivity, you're going to find more of it. If you focus on gratitude, you're going to find more of it. When you focus on finding the blessings in your life, Funnily enough, all of a sudden, you find more blessings in your life. You find more things to be grateful of when you're looking for things to be grateful of. So when you're in the sauna and you're kind of trying to make sure you steer away from the discomfort, you need to be able to shift your focus onto something that is going to help you. And whatever is going to help you in a situation of discomfort is completely personal to you. But what might not help is if you're focused on the pain. If you are there sitting down in a sauna thinking, this is so painful, this is so uncomfortable, it is so hot, it's so hard to breathe. Like, if you focused on those things, you're only amplifying those things. Imagine when you speak with your normal voice and then imagine when you put a microphone in front of you and you speak 
your voice is amplified with a microphone. So think about it this way. When you are feeling uncomfortable in a sauna, for example, if you start focusing on the things that your mind is telling you, such as we need to get out of here, this is too much, I, it's too hot, you're basically giving a microphone to your mind to amplify the negatives. So you have to be able to shift your focus onto something that is worth amplifying. So for example, I tend to focus a lot on my breathing. I also tend to just reflect a little bit on things that are going through my mind. And by the way, it's super hard to reflect and focus on reflecting when you're in the sauna. It's actually insanely hard. But the point being is I'm shifting my focus to something that I want to amplify. I don't want to amplify that discomfort because if I amplify it, then I'm more likely to feel more of that discomfort. So I tend to focus on my breathing, tend to focus on uh, reflecting on things that I want to kind of process a bit more because I want to amplify something that isn't the discomfort of the moment. Lesson number four. This is a really, really intriguing one. And I've been thinking a lot about this one. So when I'm in the sauna, like I said before, sometimes I'm there alone. Sometimes there's people before me. There's people that will leave after me. There's people that will come after me and leave before me. So there will be times where I am completely alone in the sauna. And there will be times where I am surrounded by other people in the sauna. And I don't really, when there's people in the sauna, because I'm there by myself, technically, I don't really speak to other people. Also, when you're in the sauna, like everyone's kind of feeling uncomfortable. So for the most part, people don't really talk too much there. But what I found interesting is when I'm completely alone in the sauna, I actually find it harder to be there for 20 minutes as opposed to when there's people around me in the sauna. Even if I don't talk to those people, even if those people and I are not even interacting at all, for some reason, I realized recently that I find it harder to do the sauna session when there's literally no one there as opposed to when there's people around me, even when I'm not talking to people. And I was reflecting and asking myself, but why is that? Why is it that I find it slightly easier to be in the sauna when there's people around me, despite the fact that I'm not talking to them? And it reminded me of something really interesting that Simon Sinek said once, which is sometimes all that people want is for someone to sit in the mud with them. People sometimes don't want to be fixed. They don't want solutions. They're not ready for solutions. They actually just want someone to sit in the mud with them. And I thought that was really interesting that I don't know the people who go to the sauna at that time, don't talk to them. 
but them being around makes it for whatever reason slightly easier to be in there and it might just be because i'm not alone it might just be because we're all in this together it might just be because when other people are talking amongst themselves it's almost like a distraction because i'm there hearing the conversation not being part of it it might be for all of those reasons but i actually think it's the reason i'm mentioning here today which is we all want someone to sit with us in the mud it's all we want and it's a beautiful beautiful saying and i think it resonated a lot when i was reflecting on why is it that i find it easier to sit in the sauna and do the 20 minutes when there's people around me as opposed when to me being completely alone and it's not that i feel lonely when i'm alone in the sauna not at all i actually feel very much in solitude when i'm by myself in the sauna but i realized that having people in the sauna going through the same thing it almost feels like having someone sit in the mud with you and i thought that was a beautiful beautiful reflection and the fifth and final lesson that i wanted to share with you today when it comes to the sauna is basically before i walk into the sauna there's the swimming pool area the swimming pool area has a big clock um in one of the walls now when i obviously go into the swimming pool and sauna area i take off my glasses i don't bring my glasses obviously which means i can't really see because i can not see from a long distance i can see close but not from a long distance i think that makes me short sighted i'm not sure what the term is but anyways so when the only way for me to know if i'm doing 20 minutes or not is i need to go to the swimming pool area i need to get really close to the clock to check what time it is then i need to go into the sauna because i've memorized what time i started and then i kind of just have to rely on people being around me at certain points for me to ask them excuse me do you know what time it is and that's kind of how i gauge whether or not it's been 20 minutes because i know what time i got into the sauna i just don't know what time i'm ending the sauna session because i don't know when it would have been 20 minutes so i have to keep relying on on people and ask them for the time inside the sauna or whoever is there at the time and so because of this uncertainty of time sometimes i ended up doing 22 minutes 23 minutes 24 minutes 25 minutes in the sauna as opposed to 20 and recently i decided to just let me just buy like a very cheap casio digital watch like very very cheap i'm talking about just just so i could wear it in the sauna and so so that i could time the 20 minutes this way i don't have to rely on other people over rely on a clock that is in the outside area of the sauna very far away where i obviously can't see because i don't have my glasses with me when i'm in the sauna and what i've noticed what's really really interesting is what i've noticed is that now i'm because i i no longer have uncertainty now i have the opposite i have full certainty 
of what time it is and how long I'm here and how long is left. I've noticed that now, as soon as it hits 20 minutes, I'm out. Whereas before, I would keep telling myself two more minutes, three more minutes, five more minutes, because I didn't have the time with me. And sometimes when people weren't around, I didn't have anyone I could ask. And so I'd have to wait until someone comes in so that I could ask. And so when, when, there, was, when there was too much uncertainty, I was relying on just willpower and then someone to tell me the time whenever I can. But now I have too much certainty because I know exactly how much time is left. I almost am telling myself, okay, there's only this much time left. After this, you can leave. And I've noticed that it's, don't get me wrong, I'm still very much proud of myself because I'm staying there 20 minutes minimum, which is what I agree. This is the contract. This is the unwritten contract I have with myself. However, I've noticed that having the precise level of certainty I have now, it's almost detracting from me staying 21 minutes, 22 minutes, 23, 24, 25. Because now I'm like, okay, well, as soon as it, go, it gets to 20, I can leave because it's so painful and I, I want to get out of here. And it's an interesting thing. And the lesson here is that too much uncertainty can cause stress. Too much certainty can cause comfort. And everyone needs the right amount of stress and the right level of comfort. You can't have too much of one or the other. And you certainly shouldn't have one without the other. Both are needed, but just at different levels and just at different times. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I just wanted to share some observations and reflections and lessons that I took away from my sauna sessions, which I absolutely love because even though they're uncomfortable and most of the times I really want to leave before the 20 minutes, I feel good after the sauna. And that's another, you know, bonus lesson that I want to share with you, which is like, it just feels good after. So when you go into something that is painful in the moment, just think about how you'll feel after. I struggle a lot with waking up early and going to the gym so early in the morning. But every time I'm getting out of bed, the time that I get out of bed, I'm just thinking, I know that I'm going to be grateful that I went to the gym. So I wouldn't want to skip it. I wouldn't want to snooze the alarm. I wouldn't want to sleep in. And I feel like a lot of the times when we're going through this journey of motions and actions and just carrying ourselves through what we call life, it's completely okay for us to take a step back and think about what will the feelings have to be? How will I feel after the gym? Because I know sometimes before the gym, I'm dreading it, but after the gym, I'm so pumped, right? Before going to a sauna, I'm like, oh. during the sauna, I'm in pain. And then after the sauna, I feel great. Before a cold shower, I am absolutely not up for it. During the cold shower, I can't wait to get out of it. And once I'm done with the cold shower, I feel so good. So when you are struggling or in doubt, think about how you would feel after, not before and during, 
but after. Because if you go and you guide yourself based on the feelings before and during, it can lead you to a place that you don't want to be. But if you are guided by how would you feel after, how are you going to feel after, that could be enough motivation to get you to, to move, to get you to do the action, to get you to do the thing that you need to do. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Follow the podcast, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It means the world to the podcast and it only takes a couple of seconds, please. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, then please make sure to listen to the next one to find out what's up and what's next.